Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Yes, it is that segment of the program where we have in the studio with us the Honorable Sheikh Riyad Fatar. Sheikh Riyad is the Imam of the Husami Mosque in Cravenby and also the first Deputy President at the Muslim Judicial Council. Sheikh, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Bataridawan and respected listeners. Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. Wa alaikum salam. Shukran, Sheikh, for being with us. Uh, I know last week when Sheikh wasn't here, I received quite a number of SMSs to my phone Nukhal asking Where is Sheikh Riyad <laughs> But Alhamdulillah We're glad That you are back In studio with us And where do we then Continue this evening Sheikh On the lives Of the Ashab Bismillah Rahman Rahim Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu ala Sayyidina Muhammad As-Sadiq Al-Wa'ad Al-Ameen Allahumma la ilma lana Illa ma'allamtana Innaka anta Al-Alim Al-Hakim Allahumma Allimna ma yanfa'una Wanfa'una Bima'allamtana وزدنا علمه وأرنا الحق حقا ورزقنا اتباع وأرنا الباطل باطلا ورزقنا اجتنابه وجعلنا ممن يستمعون القول فيتبعون أحسنه وأدخلنا برحمتك في عبادك الصالحين أخرجنا من ظلمات الجهل والوهم إلى أنوار المعرفة والعلم آمين يا رب العالمين Butaridawan, uh, respected listeners, today we speak about a respected Sahabi by the name of Amru ibn al-Jamuh. Amru ibn al-Jamuh. And this Sahabi was an old man. Mm-hmm. An old man with a strong desire and, and, uh, uh, and, and with great difficulty because of his limp, his lameness in his one leg. He wanted to enter the Jannah. Allah. And, um, but there were certain things that needed to take place. But, you know, I want to say to everybody tonight that irrelevant of your medical condition, irrelevant of your age, irrelevant of your economic, the money that you have, the economic situation you find yourself in, irrelevant of the circumstances, the problems, the environment, your standing, your ability, what you can do and what you can't do and things like that, it's possible for each one to enter the Jannah. Mm. For that Jannah Allah had created for us. And that Jannah Allah Ta'ala had made certain pathways easy for us to enter the Jannah. For the fathers, take note, because with your fatherhood, and this is, I want to speak from a point of principle, your fatherhood for how you have raised your children, how you have worked for your children, how you made sure that everything around them, even until the day they got married, you have been there to make sure that they are living in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you close your eyes, and Allah will be happy with you. And that can be a means to enter the Jannah. Glad tidings to the mothers of motherhood Mm -hmm. that will cause you to enter the Jannah. The children that shows that great respect and honor to their parents because of that they can enter the Jannah. I want to add another piece and even say by virtue of your occupation and your profession Mm -hmm. that you do. That it, that can even enter you into the Jannah. Obviously, it must be an occupation that is according to the, <laughs> the Sharia. <laughs> by the Sharia, 
totally approve and so on and with that you attain the happiness and the satisfaction of Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will enter you into the Jannah. So Amr ibn al-Jamuh, he was one of the leaders of the leaders in in Jahiliyyah of Yathrib. Now when we say Yathrib, we know that Yathrib was the old name of Medina, Medina. Of mm-hmm. uh-huh. He was one of the nobles there. He was also a person known to be very generous and was known as a very valiant person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and amongst the privileges that the Ashraf had, that the nobles had at that time, is that each one could have his own idol. Right, right. We mm-hmm. could have his own idol, and idol, yani specific to him. Um, nothing strange to them. You find that people have their own yachts, they have their own planes, yeah. they have their own yani. So in the in Jahiliya, the the nobles they all had their own idols, which was only kept in their house. They went to it for barakah, for blessings. They went to it in the morning. They went to it at night. They would slaughter when it comes to whatever season. They would slaughter min sanam for because of the of the idol. idol. And mm-hmm. when there was any distress and things, that they would run to the idols. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in the case of Amr ibn al-Jamuh, he cho- his idol was made of the most expensive wood. Okay, most expensive, high quality wood. And um, and he would make sure that everything around us is going to be yani, of the best. And yes. this idol, he would also every day put atar on this on this idol mm-hmm. and things like that. And yani, everything is. Um, and this is how sometimes one loses your your focus and your direction. Mm-hmm. And when Allah Taala grants a person hidayah, frees the uh, the brain. From a person that has been worshipping uh, the dunya to worshipping Allah, Allah subhanahu, subhanahu wa ta'ala. ta'ala. So, yeah, this Sahabi, obviously that time he wasn't a Sahabi yet. Mm-hmm. He had three sons. And without knowing, his three sons had become Muslim. Right? Who was very actively busy with da'wah in Yathrib at the time was a Sahabi by the name of Mus'ab ibn Umair. Right now. Mus'ab ibn Umair, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, the Nabi had sent him and he had been very busy and we've covered Mus'ab ibn Umair in previous programs. Now, this man, Amr ibn al-Jamuh, he had three, th- three sons. One was Mu'awwad, one was Mu'ad, and one was Khalad. And all three of the sons had become Muslim. So they embraced Islam. They embraced Islam. Mm-hmm. They were impressed with what Musab ibn Umayr was putting there and so on. And, and anybody that opens their mind to what the deen of Islam speaks about and what the deen of Islam uh, uh, calls to your intellect, mm-hmm. they would accept. Not only did the three sons accept Islam, but also their mother. Allah. Right? So he was meanwhile, the only one. Meanwhile... Amr ibn Jamuh doesn't know anything about this. Okay, so he's right? on the now. All of them became Muslim at the hands of, of Musa ibn Umair. And yani, he is the only one that doesn't know. So his wife looks at his situation. A wife looking at the husband. And um, most of the people of Yathrib had become Muslim. Mm-hmm. Most of the nobles had become Muslim. 
and he was the only one that was still left and a few people but this is a wife that loved her husband right. that honored the husband she felt pity for him she didn't want him to die on the basis of kufr and things like that she wanted him to didn't want him to enter the jahannam she wanted him to go to the jannah you know uh and 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 respected listeners there are certain people in our family and friends you can see they have the strong desire for everybody to get hidayah mm-hmm. They try and they go out and they speak to this one. When it's so much, it's so much, and when they have this alamak and this and that and that, I want to first say to those people that are eager to get other people in the jannah, you are fulfilling your oath to Allah Taala Allah. by inviting them. Then, secondly, we know and we will all agree on the saying that a child would never be able. To pay back his parents, mother and father for what they have yeah, done, done to him, mm-hmm. what they have raised him. But the ulama says except in one condition. Okay. Except in one condition. In that when he sees them as slaves. Now what do I mean by slaves? Meaning slaves of their own desires. Mm-hmm. And then when he gives them hidayah and brings them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, frees them from that slavery... And they become uh, 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 good Muslims, good slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, says the ulama, by that is the possibility that you have repaid, repaid. them because you have brought them to guidance. Mm. Allahu Akbar wa mm. Nevertheless, at the same time, while everybody was becoming Muslim, Amr ibn al-Jamur was worried. Worried about his sons, are they going to become apostates in terms of his deen? Are they going to become murtad? Mm. Are they going to leave of the deen of their fathers and their grandfathers? Are they going to follow this da'iyah that came Mus'ab ibn Umair radiallahu ta'ala anhu? As he able to, to convince his sons and so on because he'd already, he's seen, he'd already convinced many people about the deen of Islam. Mm-hmm. Many had already changed, right? Is he now going to enter them into the deen of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam? You know, Mr. Ridwan and respected listeners, in Dawa, and and I come from the faculty of Dawa. In Dawa, there is something called al jadab. Now, what do I mean by jadab? Jadab, you know, sometimes when you listen to an alim or imam and so on, when you listen to them, then they just inspire you. Mm-hmm. You are just completely overwhelmed and attracted by in the way that they portray the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No. Okay, no, shukran Zazilan for that. And uh, as we said, you know, we do have uh, the Honorable Sheikh Riyad Fatar in the studio with us. And uh, Sheikh is the Imam of the Husami Mosque in Cravenby and also the first uh, Deputy President at the Muslim Judicial Council. We are continuing our series here on uh, the lives of the Ashab. Uh, so do stay tuned. We're just going to break for the Waqt of Maghrib, inshallah. And when we come back, we'll then continue. <laughs> Let's go to the jungle, 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 let's go to the jungle,
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh Yes, welcome back to the airwaves of The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo And if you have just tuned in, we are busy where we have in studio with us The Honorable Sheikh Riyad Fatar Sheikh is the Imam of the Husami Masjid in Cravenby And also the first Deputy President at the Muslim Judicial Council Now this evening, alhamdulillah, for the next few minutes uh, As we started at 6 already We're continuing uh, our series on the lives of of the Ashab, and I think we started off uh, this evening's program with uh, Amru ibn al Jamuh. Sheikh, continue, inshallah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salam ala ash-sharaf al-mursaleen, Sayyidina wa Nabiyyina wa Mawlana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi jama'in, Rabbi shrohli sadri wa yasili amri wa hlul uqlatam min lisani yafqa Bidaridawan, respected listeners, we have to finish the story of Amru ibn al-Jamuh radiallahu ta'ala. Like we were saying, as you know, sometimes Allah ta'ala in da'wah we say there is al-jazab. Al-jazab is like a magnetic force that a, a speaker has and so on. And ulama says the closest that you come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more Allah gives you that kind of attraction uh, of people to the words of Allah ta'ala. Allah that Allah. brings them closer to Allah ta'ala. And the more that you are truthful and the more that you are sincere, Allah Ta'ala grants that people's hearts turn towards the words that you are saying. saying mm-hmm. Right? So, um, Amr ibn al-Jamuh, he says to his wife, Listen, Ya Hind, Ihdari, I'm, I'm, I'm warning you, don't let my children meet that guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Meaning um, Musab ibn Umayr because I, I, I see he has some kind of effect on them, right? And she just responds, Saman wa ta'atan, two years to obey and so on. And um, and then um, she responds with a lot of ad, uh, adab and akhlaq and so on. She says, um, don't you want to at least hear what the man has to say and so on? Your son mm-hmm. can relate to you. She said, my son? What is this? Mm-hmm. As my son left our dean and she says, no, 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 no. It's not like that. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> not like that. No. He's been sitting in some of the majali, some of the sittings with us there. Yeah. And um, he's memorized some stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he says, to her, OK, let him come in. And then when he comes there, he says, um, let me hear some of the things that this man is saying in these gatherings and so on. And the sun starts off with it. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Maliki yawmiddin. Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'in. Yahdina surata al-mustaqim. Surata al-lazina an'amta alayhim. Ghayr al-maghdubi alayhim waladdallin. When he's finished, the man is in awe. He says, where does this beautiful words come from? I've never heard such good words in my entire life. Mm-hmm. What is it that he has said in English? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In the name of most gracious, most merciful. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Praise be to Allah, Lord of the worlds. Ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Most gracious, most merciful. Maliki Yawmiddin. Owner of the day of resurrection. It is only you that we worship and it is you that we ask. Guide us to the straight path. 
that path which you have bestowed your grace on others. Hmm? Not the path of those who had received or had um, received your anger, neither those who have gone astray. So those were the words, and the man is amazed. And immediately he sends and responds and says, Would you now give me your, your, your allegiance and so on? Um, and, and the sheikh, the old man, he keeps quiet. And then he responds, says, No, 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 no. Not until I consult my idol. <laughs> he says, Your idol? Sonam, so he wants to consult How can you consult your idol? But the idol, he can't speak. The mm. idol is dumb. The idol is mute. How can you consult? And harshly the old man responds and says, I am not taking any decision until I have consulted my idol. Mm-hmm. Right. And he gets up and he goes to his idol. Now, in that time, whenever they wanted advice from the idol, then they would put an older woman behind the idol. They would give ask the idol for advice. And the idol would give this kind of ilham, this inspiration to the old woman, to the old woman and she would speak and the idol won't speak. <laughs> right? But now he goes and 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 um and he stands in great awe leaning on this one leg of his that is okay because the other one is lame and so on, extremely lame mm-hmm. for that matter. And he praises the idol and praises the idol and he says, Yeah, Manat. I can see that these people are but trying to work against you. Mm-hmm. They want to cause a division between me and you. Because he had his personalized idol. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And this person from Mecca, only thing that he wishes is evil upon you. So he's come for us to stop you, right? But I didn't swear allegiance to him. <laughs> In spite of the beautiful words that I've heard, I haven't. I have just come to you for advice. Please give me advice. And no response. No response. No response at all. And he says, perhaps you're angry with me. You know? Yeah. But I've done nothing to harm you. He said, okay, never mind. I'll give you a few days. <laughs> to maybe your anger will subside. All right? And, but the children knew the dependence of the father on this idol. Mm-hmm. All right? And they realized that they have to, Yanni, place doubt in his heart in terms of this idol. And they had to help him get rid of this, right? Because, because he wasn't going to take a decision without consulting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. How is he going to come every day, stand there, give me advice? No response. No response. Give me advice? No response. Right. So one night, uh, the sons of Amr ibn al-Jamuh, they went to their friend, uh, friend Mu'ad ibn al-Jabal, radiallahu ta'ala and they told him, listen, we've got a plan. Help us. <laughs> they came back to their house, stole the idol from its place, and went to one of the pits and threw the thing headlong <laughs> down into the pit. <laughs> and this was, as Sheikh earlier said, it was the most expensive wood that was actually used <laughs> exactly. to, to make this idol. Then they go home and whatever, and the next morning, Amr woke up. <laughs> and very quiet and, and in, in reverence and all goes to pay his respects to mm. the idol. Comes there, nothing. And he shouts, who has attacked my God last night? Somebody has attacked my God. Somebody stole my God. And there's no reply coming from anybody. No reply. And he begins to search and for his idol and Mm -hmm. he's fuming and he's raging. 
and he's threatening all of the perpetrators of this heinous mm. crime that they've committed. <laughs> Eventually, he found the idol turned upside down on its head in the pit. Uh-huh. Took the idol out, washed it, perfumed it, and then returned it to its normal place. Right? Right. If I find out who did this, I will humiliate you. Mm-hmm. Right. The following night, the sons did the same thing. Again. <laughs> into the pit. And uh, he wakes up again. And again, he goes and he goes on and whatever. And the third night, he says, Right, okay, Manat, I tell you what. I use my sword. I hang it around your neck. If they come now. Then protect yourself. Then protect yourself. Yeah. You them. All right? <laughs> yes. You kill them. Defend yourself. Here's the sword. Right. So again, he falls asleep and they wait for him to fall asleep. Yes. And they come and they take the sword of the idol and again they throw the idol in the pit. And again, the next morning, Amr gets up. What's happened now? <laughs> yeah, Allah. Can I, you can't understand what's happening now. Found the idol lying face down in the pit. And the sword is nowhere in sight. And at last he's convinced. You're hopeless. Mm. You can't do anything to yourself for yourself. And from there, with his sons, he declares the shahada. Allahu Akbar. la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah You know, um, he had in actual facts felt such a lot of pain and anguish on why did he keep himself from becoming Muslim. Muslim. Mm. Because he could feel the, the, the complete contentment. Um, he then immediately decided that his wealth, remember the wealthy man, yes. his wealth and his children is going to be in the service of Allah Ta'ala, in the service of the Nabi Muhammad and, and the extent of that devotion was now truly shown in the Battle of Uhud. He saw his three sons preparing, remember he's got a lame leg. Mm-hmm. He saw his three sons preparing for the battle and he looked at them and they looked determined and you know they fired up for martyrdom yes. and they want to get the success and the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the scene just had a great effect on him. Mm-hmm. And he made his own resolve and he said in that case I am going in jihad also. Old Allah man, lame leg mm-hmm. and all of the old people listen to this. He says, I am going under the banner of Rasulullah The youths, obviously, these young men, they said, No, Father, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're an old man. Please, Islam has given you afud, given you order, given you excuse. You don't need to you go. You don't need to, yeah. And so on. And the father said, Wallahi, I am going. You are not going to stop me. And the old man becomes angry. You know, when sometimes when we try and stop our parents oh, yeah, from doing no, something. Uh, and they become upset and so on. So he goes to the Nabi and says, Ya Rasulullah, do you know that the sons of mine, they want to keep me from doing good? Mm-hmm. From doing good? They come and say, I'm an old and decrepit old man. Yes. Wallahi, I long to attain paradise. I want to go paradise, even though I'm old. And the Nabi says to them, leave him. Mm-hmm. Leave him. It might be that Allah Ta'ala grants his wish. Grants his dua and grants his martyrdom. And then it was time to go out. And Amr ibn al-Jamur, he bade farewell to his wife, turned to the Qibla and he made dua. And he says, Ya Allah, grant me martyrdom. Don't send me back to my family. And um, 
don't dash my hopes, Ya Rabbi. I want martyrdom. And he set out in the company of his three sons, and they were large contingent. Now, if you remember, the battle of, 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 of Uhud, Uhud was a tough battle mm-hmm. for the Muslims. The battle raged, and Amr ibn Jamur, he was moving in the front ranks. How moving? How? Jumping on his one leg. Yeah, because he was lame. Yeah, jumping on his one leg, and he is shouting to everybody, I want the Jannah, I want the Jannah, I want the Jannah. His one son, Khalid, he remained close to his father, and they fought courageously. Now, in the Battle of Uhud was the battle where when the uh, some of the Sahaba saw the booty, they turned around and they went yes, after the booty. That's correct, yes. But some of the Sahaba stayed. stayed. Now, he was one of them that stayed, and his son, and they fought courageously on the battlefield. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted that both father and son fell martyred on the battlefield and they died within moments of each other. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with them. Amen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us to take the lesson from that on how the Sahaba has sacrificed even in their old age with the Ridawan mm-hmm. and respected listeners. It didn't keep them away from serving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and being with the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Respected listeners, join me in dua that we make dua that Allah Ta'ala grant all those that are sick, Allah Ta'ala grant them shifa. Amen. Amen. All those that have passed on, I've had a lot of janazas at my masjid and I've heard many janazas on the radio. All those that have passed on recently and long ago, Allah Ta'ala grant them all jannatul firdaus. Amen. Amen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Wa akhiru da'wanan. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. And that was the Honorable Sheikh Riyad Fatar, as we said, the Imam of the Husami Masjid in Cravenby, and also the first Deputy President at the Muslim Judicial Council. And Sheikh Shukran Zazilan for always making yourself available, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also grant you to be of those that will always be of benefit to the community at large, inshallah. Shukran Zazilan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.